the money. But you had you just gave me an idea, just brainstorming right now, which is why we should brainstorm more often, I think, on the episodes. And um, but you saying asking the guests to take the trash out, even if it's the trash from the previous you know guests, I could say. I could put it. Shit, I'll, I'll give them $10 off their stay or something like that if they do something man, like Steve, that. Man, Steve, you're always trying to give somebody some money, man. <laughs> Just tell them to take the trash. <laughs> I don't even like touching the you're people's trash. I'm not going to ask my guests to touch someone else's trash, man. It's how you're asking. You, you're asking them that. I just ask them, hey, if the trash is full, take it out. If you're, you're putting that in their head, if you tell them, hey, I know this other people's trash. They don't give a damn about that. Just take the trash out. <laughs> Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. (laughs) What's up, Micah man? Chilling, man. How you been? Been good. Busy, busy. Episode 98 coming at you. Man, we've been moving. Episode 98, man. We're almost to 100. I keep saying that. <laughs> and we are, yeah, one day you'll stop saying that. Because yeah, we'll be we'll at be, 100. <laughs> we'll be moving towards 200. Man, so what you been up to, uh, to in your Airbnb world? Well, this is a, this is a Micah and Steve episode. Because, um, yep. yeah, we hadn't done one in a while. And mm-hmm. we have so much going on in our lives that we're like, yeah, we got to do one. Just, just you and I, and get it all out there. And um, people like that. People like hearing that. So, so this is this episode. I've been busy as hell. You know, I told you. Um, I don't know if I if I mentioned it. I think I, you know, kind of passing on on like on the other episodes where we interview people. I've been saying, yeah, yeah. I restarted a. I got back in the Airbnb world, kind of doing it uh, <laughs> on the underground a little bit. And, Underground, uh, <laughs> in a city that doesn't that don't look at it um, too uh, kindly. So I'm not gonna say I won't go into detail. But yeah, I've been doing the the underground Airbnb thing a little bit, and it's 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 good to be back into it. It's good, especially since I'm on uh, an Airbnb podcast. <laughs> it's good to have some stuff to talk about. Definitely does. And um, <laughs> I guess one of the main highlights is I got a cleaner now. Like I never I never had that before, and it just makes life so much easier. It's just oh, that, okay. that turnover B and B thing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Got her run. Got her on turnover B and B. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. How's that working for you? It's freaking amazing, dude. So, I mean, okay. she gets uh, the the baseboards, toilets, tubs, all sparkling clean. <laughs> Man, see, I might have to have her clean my Airbnb in Arlington. Don't take yeah, my cleaner. Send oh. <laughs> yeah, her suggestion to me on the app. I have to use it. So you um, you're doing Airbnb in Arlington? Uh, will be soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have a legal one though. I have a legal Airbnb in Arlington. I'm working with. Really? Yeah, but it'll be it'll be in a while. It'll probably be in like eighteen months because I'm I'm uh, getting something built. Yeah. Oh dang! You want to go into detail with that? Yeah, I'm building up. Uh, I'm building. I'm building a house. I'm gonna build a house. I'm gonna sell this current house. Build a house. Once I'm done building it, house hack it. Then I'm probably see if I can get his own for multifamily house hack it that way, and then, man, let everything come in, pay, let the mortgage pay itself, live for free again. That's awesome. So it's going to yeah. be in the allowed zone, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be loud zoning, you know, because you can do multifamily. 
uh, that's one thing I was worried about. I had a question about, like, I didn't understand, like, they sent that letter out, but they didn't specify where you could Airbnb. They made it seem like anybody can get a permit, which I didn't really trust. It seems like they were just trying to get anybody to send their information in. Because they didn't say, hey, you have to be zoned here, you know, how they were saying at the meetings. But, like, in their verbiage, they didn't say, like, hey, you have to be in this area. So I'm, I'm, it, it comes off as you, anybody can Airbnb in Arlington. If you have a duplex, yeah, a duplex or like uh, apartment, if the apartment com- complex lets you do it, right? There's like a couple of caveats. Oh no, they didn't say. That's all I said in the letter. They didn't. They didn't specify. Right. It is. Uh, it is a little bit weird. It is a little bit, um, yeah, non-specific. Um, yeah, that, that letter pretty much came off as like anybody could do it. So I was just like, oh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I don't know how that's supposed to work. But yeah, they came off like very. Came off very vague. Yeah, yeah. Now, as so, part of you, because you know, cities, especially shady ones like Arlington, Texas, they can change. <laughs> they can change laws whenever they see fit and stuff. Now, does that give you a little bit of hesitance as to want to want to start it up, doing it the reporting to the city, doing the right way, and all that stuff? Does that make you think like uh, maybe I should just you know sample the waters a little first on the underground and then and then go for it? I have to. I still have to get with the city and find out the rules because I don't know. They didn't. Yeah explain it in the letter you know so i'm gonna get with and that's how arlington is they they do stuff very vaguely and then turn around on you and say all oh, this is what's supposed to happen and that's what's supposed to happen you know they were collecting taxes then they ban airbnb you know so right oh no but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk to somebody down there city hall or whatever and see what the what the exact rules are since they never put anything in paper and in writing so they can go back on your ass like They'll, they'll glad you. T- they'll gladly take your money until then, though. Yeah, and, you know, and <laughs> like they'll let you talk to people on the phone, but they won't ever, you know, say anything. This is the rule. This is the standard. So now, all the people that did it the right way reported, paid the hot taxes. Um, now that they say, "Oh, y'all can't do it no more," even though you registered and paid the hots, uh, they're, they're probably not going to give them their money back. I don't think. Well, no, nah, they ain't going <laughs> to give them their money back. Nah, that ain't how the game works. That ain't how the pimping works, man. Pimping. <laughs> We're getting pimped. Is that what it is? That's pretty much what it is. That ain't how pimping works. We're getting pimped from both sides because Airbnb's pimping us to use our houses to make their billions and whatever. And then um, the city's pimping us, too, to get that tax money. For real. Man. Get, getting the squeeze. Man, every squeeze and everything about you. <laughs> but, yeah, man, but other than that, yeah, Airbnb, though, that's pretty much what I plan on doing because I'm sick of paying. It's crazy. Like, if you just don't pay a mortgage for two years and you live here, it's kind of like, dang, I really don't want to pay a mortgage. So it's like, man, I'm gonna get something built that I can, that I ain't got to pay a mortgage on again. So, yeah, that's awesome. Dude. That's the way to go, especially if we, oh yeah, we have a recession coming supposedly. So if we have a recession coming, be prepared. Yeah, yeah, that's the big question. Um, so, so you say you're gonna, you're gonna house hack it. At first, does that mean so you're gonna you've you've always talked about wanting to build a house with a small house in the back, right? That's exactly what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, an apartment in the back. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll do it that way. And then an it, event, and you get a zone for do what? It's more sustainable that way. Then you can do it long term. You know, let somebody rent out the apartment in the back for a year, Airbnb, whatever you want to do, corporate rent it. That takes care of your mortgage, or even if it doesn't take care of your mortgage. You can get your mortgage down to three hundred bucks a month. That's better than you know, thousand, two thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah! 
So. Got to hack somehow. What did you say? You got to hack somehow. I mean, everybody yeah, should. Yeah. I've been thinking like this house here that we're staying at. That's this this five bedroom with the pool. Um, people are even the even guests that have already stayed at my Airbnb. You know, coming to town for the Cowboys games. You know, spoiler alert. If that lets you know where my Airbnb is. Um, <laughs> They've been hitting me up if I know anybody because they, oh, we want to come back. We're going back to another Cowboys game. All my, all my Cowboys games are taken already. But, um, but they, um, I was thinking, man, if I could just, I could just rent this house out on some weekends, you know, on the Cowboys game weekends, I could mm-hmm. pay much. I could damn near pay my mortgage because this is a big ass house with a pool. I could damn near pay my mortgage just renting it out for the Cowboys games, and I'll just rent a little bitty, you know, <laughs> small something somewhere, yeah. you know. If you, if you were to like just rent out the re- weekends, yeah, that's I know somebody I mean. who does that actually. But they, um, uh, they they rent it out. They rent out their house for the weekends, but they 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 actually let people host parties there. Oh, so they might make four weekends, probably make eleven hundred dollars per weekend. So four weekends, you probably make what four four forty six hundred dollars, forty four hundred dollars a weekend. Nice. Yeah, so forty four hundred dollars a month. So that's covering your mortgage and you're probably another property mortgage. God dang. Yeah, that was one smart one. But I, I noticed in Arlington, I guess they kinda already knew that. So that was one of the things in that verbiage is hey, you can't you can't advertise it to be for parties. So So they've been looking on the the what is that that host, um the bad hosts Facebook page? <laughs> um, the, that this, or the host compliance, one of the two. So if the city of Arlington sees uh, Kiki's Airbnb party. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that they post in the blacklist page. Yeah, yeah. That, ra- that racist ass page. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, I think it seems like to me like the city of Arlington's just kind of been doing their homework on Airbnb and just kind of figuring out what everybody's doing. And then they kind of make stipulations around it and they give you vague language. So. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to enforce it, though. That's how I look at it. Hmm. And we, we I think we talked before on the show because, like, um, I told you, you know, I used to do Airbnb in Hearst, Hearst, Texas, and um, and I hadn't done it in a while. And then all of a sudden, I got a letter saying that I need to stop doing Airbnb or short-term rental because they saw a listing on an old listing I had on um, on um, ah, what's the HomeAway, the VRBO. And so I actually called, talked to the lady and all that stuff, and I, and I got her to send me the email, you know, proof. I said, oh, I don't even know if I have that one up, what blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, I BS'd her just so I could see how, how the hell are they popping me. Cause I didn't have any pictures of the front of the house like we've been talking. I didn't have our name on there or nothing. But the way they popped or they, they found the house was a picture that I had on Airbnb of the backyard. And that's crazy because they had like um, I guess oh, yeah. they they used all the satellite, all the Google Maps, all the whatever MLS, and they found that the backyard pics of my house was similar to something that they found. And of course, they have you know computers crunching the crunching all the processing and stuff. And they that's how they found my house. I was like, man, that's high tech. But it let me know for the next Airbnb to do no pics of the front yard, no pics of the backyard either. Yeah, Which, and, I, I, and I think uh, what is it? I think what is that company that I'm not sure if HomeSnap HomeSnap might be able to do that too. I know if you take a picture of the front of a house on HomeSnap, it'll give you that exact address. <laughs> yeah, HomeSnap does that. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not sure about the backyard though. Yeah, that that was that's a little different. But I th- I'm I'm pretty sure HomeSnap can do that because I'm pretty sure host compliance 
they're probably he's they're probably partnering up with like Home Snap, Zillow, Redfin. You know what I mean? They got everybody's houses on lock. So yeah, host compliance getting pretty strong, man. They're getting strong. And yeah, uh, yeah, they had a whole article about them, man. They're getting pretty not strong, getting bigger, and getting some money behind them. That's what it is. <laughs> and these cities are paying a bunch of money to get them in there to to, to catch these Airbnbs. Yeah, it seems like uh, these cities, like, they're kind of sick of Airbnb not complying, so they're kind of going to third-party resources, which, I don't know. They say that they say that it's not for, um, they say that it's, Airbnb doesn't give you information out, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't say I trust Airbnb enough to vouch that. <laughs> now, now isn't money the name of the game? Money's the name of it with anything. Now, what if yeah. all these cities start using this and they start cracking down and start bust, you know, stopping all these Airbnbs and um, are putting these bans in place? When are they going to be like, man, we went too far? You know, we were losing. We used to get a bunch of revenue on these hot taxes. Now, no one's doing Airbnb anymore. I mean, do you think it'll reach that point where cities would be like, okay, y'all can, yeah, start encouraging Airbnb again? Um, if they're receiving enough money right now as it is, I don't think they're going to ban Airbnb. You know what I mean? Like, Arlington was taking hot taxes, and I mean, the hot taxes were kind of undocumented, if you know what I mean. Like, it wasn't really just something set in stone. Yeah. If something, hey, you can send it to this over the phone, then you start sending it to that. It's almost like, kind of like a scam. It's like, I mean, you can't really dot, you can you go to the city of Arlington and get a receipt of everything you paid? I doubt it. Might be tell you something shady's going down at the something shady's going down the local government, you know, with them funds. <laughs> if they need to get into treasure, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. This is interesting. I don't know. Um, I, I had a question for you. Yeah. Let's do a quick reset. This is uh, Live Let Thrive podcast, a podcast about Airbnb, VRBO. This is episode 98. We talk about share economy, everything like that, in case you are wondering. And, um, yeah, we're coming back at you with some with some good stuff this week. And what I was going to ask, Micah, something just happened in the Airbnb world. Is, um, they, they're letting super hosts create their own URLs. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what would you? What advice would you give some Airbnbers, uh, super hosts out there, how to create a strong URL? None, because I haven't used it yet. Because I have my own URL, oh, there you and go. that URL doesn't help with any SEO, from what I've heard, the research I've done. Really? No, it's just the URL you give somebody. So, like, let's just say you wanted Steve's Arlington Airbnb. You just give that to somebody. From what I'm hearing, I can't vouch this. This is just from what I've been hearing, reading from groups, um, different hosts. I heard it doesn't help with SEO. Hmm. But you couldn't have it help with SEO if you create your link and then create like a Facebook page and use the Facebook ad method, create a Facebook page, link that link to the book now. You could do it that way, which would help with your SEO and your ranking, you know, keep getting people clicking on the book now, keep clicking on book now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I haven't touched it yet. I've, I've seen it, but I haven't touched it. Yet. I might play with it a little bit tonight um, just to see what it's all about, but I haven't touched it yet. I've still been using my own personal links and my own personal, uh, I'm, I'm actually putting all my listings on my website now. So I have, I'm going to start driving SEO to my website. So the URLs, yeah, I'm not, I'm still not sure on those, but I'm just, haven't heard that they're just working with the SEO, but if they, I may test them. You know, I'll probably test them. You know, I'll do a test run on them, see what it does. But 
yeah, I've been using my personal URLs, which if the, the if, if Airbnb's URLs work, I will use them, so they'll save me like what nine bucks a month for hosting and all that for web forwarding anyway. Right, right. You tried yours yet? Not yet. I, I was um, what, what motivated me to do to want to do it is um, I think I heard Jasper talking about it, and mm-hmm. he was saying that I guess you know as soon as they announced that and they let people do it. I guess there was a rush on, you know, like major keywords like, you know, beachfront, condo, downtown, all these major words people were trying to jam in their URLs because they think that's what people search for the most. I don't know if that yeah. helps. Because you go on yeah. um, Airbnb and, you you know, in the search bar, oh, I want to stay beachfront, boom, 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 you know, Malibu beachfront. And then so the first ones that have beachfront in it will pop up. Does that sound does that sound right? I'm, I'm, I heard, what do you mean, just from a Google search or just from, just Airbnb? from the Airbnb search when people hop on Airbnb? I don't, yeah, from the Airbnb search, I don't know. I've been hearing everything from the Google search. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Because uh, I, I think that Google search right now is holding more weight. But if that this area, because I'm about to do it right now, see if I can actually fix that URL right now. But, but if the Google thing works, you know, if, it, the, the, that's, if the URL thing works, I'm more than dog down to do it <laughs> save myself nine bucks a month in that web 40 now let's talk um i think and you have your house through wells fargo yeah man they've been pissing off everybody haven't they <laughs> yeah Scammers, wells fargo. Dude. What, what, what happened with wells fargo on your end oh my end i um I recently, well, actually, a good a good thing happened a few months ago. I got a PMI lifted on on my Hearst house because okay. they they have a program where you pay a company to go in there and do an, a, a reappraisal. Because you know, since I bought it like two or three years ago, the price you know prices in the houses have gone crazy, right? So I bought it for one thirty five. I had a I, I paid for that appraisal thing. There's one that's kind of like they call it a drive by appraisal. But a guy actually went in there, and he's a real estate agent. He went in there and did like a little 10-minute check inside it out. And he compared it to, I think he was from Keller Williams. Um, anyways, yeah, a yeah, third-party guy. And he went in there and checked it out, and he just compared the prices with the neighborhood. And he he priced it at like $201,000, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just in a couple years, you know, from 135 what we paid for it, to 201 So I hit that um, 78% um, What's it called? That 78% mark, um, equity mark? Because PMI is supposed to fall off either at 78 or 80% once you have that much equity into a house, right? That's why people, when they buy houses, they put 20% down so they don't have to take on that PMI because the rest of the house, they already got their 20% equity. Um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, not reach 80%. You reach 20% of the equity. So. So anyways, um, I, I haven't been buying houses like that. I've been just putting the 3% down and getting into them, you know, house hacking and jumping on to the next one. But um, with the economy just booming, I was like, I took advantage of that program and I paid for um, a reassessment of that house. And then the Navajo, uh, the, the house in um, Arlington. And then um, the, the fir- my first house, the one in Arlington also, this, you know, that one the PMI, the, it's a FHA home. So I, they don't, you couldn't do that um, reappraisal thing on that one, but I just have to reach that point where I've paid down, you know, most of the house or most of the loan, or, you know, if I get it down to 78%, whatever. And so the first one fell off. 
So I was surprised, man. And um, I, that was like that saves me like a almost a couple hundred bucks a month just because that they, they actually he praised it high and it fell off. The second one they praised it kind of low, I think. The one we were leaving out before this. So I went ahead and restarted um, a reappraisal. I, uh, you know, I'm contesting it with that company that did the appraisal. And they're going, they're, um, yeah, they're going to reassess and all that. And I was talking to Wells Fargo about all this, and they're like, yeah, um, well, you know, starting September 30th, all the rules and that stuff's going to change because about the PMI because um, it's it's the investors are changing their parameters. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you know, we're just the servicers of the loans. So whatever investors, you know, actually have your loan, they can they can change the rules at any time. So even, you know, theoretically, even if you did hit that mark where you got it down to you only owing 78% of the house, um, that might change. And then, they, it, you know, they might it might continue throughout the until the agreed upon PMI date that it's going to fall off just by making payments. And I'm like, even if I get it down to that, you know, to that level that y'all said that, that PMI is supposed to fall off, you know, you got 20% equity in the house. It's not going to fall off because because <laughs> I bought it and the agreed upon date was like maybe be like, you know, five years from now. And so I'm like, what? You know, it sounds like a money. It sounds like a cash grab because, you know, a lot of these PMIs are freaking high, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine how much money they're making on that crap. And oh, easy. Yeah, and we all got homeowners insurance too. So this PMI crap's a freaking ripoff. And so um, I know they say it protects the banks and stuff, but but imagine that you get into the level you're supposed to get to where the PMI falls off, and then you're the investors, at, you know, who have the Wells Fargo's loans. It's like, eh, you know, I want you to keep paying that money anyways. <laughs> yeah did you did you talk to somebody at Wells Fargo? Yeah, yeah, at Wells Fargo. Yeah. See, my my, my issue was they changed my interest rate on my refi. But it's funny, everything happens for a reason because the refi didn't go through, but they approved me for like $50,000 and a business line of credit. So I was like, cool, I'll take that. Damn. That cash, so, yeah. So, so we, you plan like, on doing with that? Getting the, getting the house with that? Yeah, fixing up, some, maybe fixing up some stuff here, get a house, sell this house, you know? So then, then you after you sell this house, you can start flipping into another, flipping another, flipping or doing whatever you want, you know, just really just sitting back. But I, I know that right now I'm, I'm more comfortable when I'm house hacking because then if anything goes wrong, you're, you know, it's kind of safe because everybody's talking about the recession, which I'm like, oh, man, which I don't know if one's coming, but you'd be in a better position, I feel like, if you're house hacking. You hate paying a mortgage, man. Yeah, man, I feel <laughs> like somebody, I mean, seriously, let somebody else put the equity in it for you. That's how <laughs> I look at it. That's true. One thing um, I know um, we've been known to dog on um, Rams, Dave Ramsey a little bit, but I saw a little tidbit, and someone was—I guess someone asked him about, well, what about the upcoming recession? And um, he goes, "Man, don't don't worry about what they're doing up there in the White House. Worry about what's going on in your house." <laughs> I was like, "That's pretty good That's advice, fine. man." Don't worry, yeah, everybody. Yeah, Dave has good advice. He has some good advice. He says some stuff I just kind of can't go with, but yeah, he has good advice. Some stuff. Because my buddies in the stock investment club are all freaking out, you know, oh, we should sell everything and, you know, because invest, you know, recession's coming and all this stuff. And I'm like, we, it's proven it's impossible to time the market unless you're an insider. Us small fries don't know how to do it. 
So what's, yeah. that's what happened when it freaking tanked last week. They wanted they would have wanted to sell everything, and then it shot up back to and more than it was last week. And you can't time the market, man. Just telling them, you know, just. But I said um, the best investment, anyways, is real estate because you buy it, you hold it forever, and someone else pays it off. I mean, it's a freaking perfect plan, ain't it? Yeah. Hope this dude doesn't ring on my doorbell. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're recording the show <laughs> yeah go ahead you have a red light outside your door uh but yeah so but yeah i mean you know dave has some good stuff to say you know you gotta worry about what's going on in your house um but yeah it's a uh, can't really time the market but yeah you can watch the little adjustments we, we are due for a correction soon because i mean this this market's too good you know what i'm saying yeah but i mean we've been saying that since we started this show we're due for a correction right that we're is due true. for a recession. It's still been and going then, like gangbusters. And then Uber came here, so Uber's coming to <laughs> Dallas. So it's just like, I don't know. It's like, because I, I know in 2010, I don't think Dallas felt the recession as hard as like the coastal areas, like the Washington State. I know they felt it hard, you know, but it, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, because so much stuff just keeps coming to Dallas. Like the Uber's coming. And by the way, they said Uber's having a trouble turning a profit, so. I don't know. Got to get Maybe rid of them drivers. The yeah, yeah, because that's the main thing. The drivers is their biggest liability. <laughs> um, but speaking speaking of a recession, though, I, I did some research, and uh, I'm not sure. Like they, they, I read a few articles. They all had kind of mixed topics. I talked to it, talked to a guy about it on uh, the forums on uh, on Facebook, and he was talking about because we kept getting mixed information. And I read one article that said, I think that travel went down one percent every quarter during the recession so it went down a total of like after six quarters i think it was like six percent so one percent for a quarter but the thing about the article it didn't tell you it didn't know necessarily pinpoint where people were traveling traveling to and where was the travel going down to i think it was i think it was calculating the travel coming into the u.s you know which is you really can't measure travel that way because you have to look at like if you're coastal, like if you're in Seattle, a lot of your clientele might be clientele that flies into that city. But if you're somewhere like Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, we have a whole bunch of people coming up here just for the weekend. Like I may, someone may take a weekend trip to Dallas or we may take a weekend trip to Austin or Houston. You get a lot of travel like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it depends on your location too, like geographical location. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Not everybody can afford a ticket to Seattle, the West Coast, and Hawaii, yeah. and all that stuff. I'm no, sure Hawaii like, suffered. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like Hawaii. I can imagine somewhere like Miami suffering, because I don't see how many people are just going to pile into Miami. They ain't no, on no flight. You know what I mean? It's a long drive. Yeah, it's a long drive. <laughs> even if you're, even if, and I don't think they have like enough people. I don't, I don't know how many, I don't know the population of Florida, but I just can't imagine they have enough people to just bombard Miami without it being some outside influence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Dallas to Houston, there's so many people in Houston that bombard up to Dallas for the weekend. It's insane, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So yeah, also knowing that that's one good thing to look at. Like as far as if you're looking at like a recession and how it's going to affect travel, look at where you're located. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true because people are still going to travel. 
And um, <clears throat> jobs still give you vacations, even if there's a recession or not. You just, you know, sorry, kids, we can't go to Hawaii this year. We're going to go to freaking my, uh, Houston, Texas, or <laughs> San Antonio, somewhere close, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. you know, not for everybody, but, but, but yeah. And then, of course, um, during recessions, there's a, bot- a bunch of um, airline flight wars, right? I mean, they dropped the prices. Remember, Southwest is like $29 one-way tickets to... <laughs> to places and stuff so i mean people will travel i mean it's part of our culture we got i mean can't just work 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 and not travel i mean i guess i know some people like that but they're pretty miserable but uh you got you got to enjoy life a little bit while you're here right yeah another thing that made me uh go ahead go ahead oh well you brought up florida and um i guess you have a bunch of airbnbs in in florida and here come, and hurricane doreen is is headed that way how are you preparing for that i'll prepare it just gets hit and wiped out and then they rebuild it, it <laughs> happened a year ago it ain't years though right yeah for for lauderdale one of my places got wiped out in fort lauderdale well not wiped out but it got bad flood damage but they had to go through and fix it yeah, mm. so like it may be down. The only thing is, it may be down for six months. That's what. But I'm happy I did the timeshare there because it made me realize I, I probably would not want to buy a vacation rental there. I mean, I, I know insurance can rebuild your house, but it's like, man, you just missing that income. You know what I'm saying? If I have one here in Dallas, that's just constant, constant, you know, constant income. But I mean, I guess I don't know how big the insurance checks are though. So yeah. Because I remember yeah. that um, BP oil spill. Remember Robbie was talking about that, that guest we had on our show? He has, yeah, did it hit? Did that hit Destin or did that hit the Gulf? Well, the whole Gulf was affected by it because people weren't going. And he, um, he applied for that free money from the, from the city, right? They were giving free money to the, to the people that were – well, it was BP had to pay out a settlement, and the city was paying like people that did vacation rentals and stuff a certain sum. I think he got like – I know he got over 10000 I was going to say like 20000 payout for because he couldn't rent his place at the time he just yeah you gotta apply for it go through all the red tape and stuff and hopefully get it but he did all that and he got it and the insurance <clears throat> rebuilt this house right yeah they paid for that uh-huh the insurance and the hoa i guess and the extra 20 on top of that mm-hmm. so he made that out pretty bad. good yeah that ain't bad thing so I wonder, if, I wonder if you can get insurance to cover your um short-term rental losses that'd be interesting you probably could you get insurance for everything, right? Yeah, but yeah, twenty thousand—that ain't bad. Plus, you get them to rebuild it. You could use that twenty thousand to cover your uh, vacant, because you know, vacation rentals. Of course, they have their vacancy months. Yeah. That oh yeah. Covers that. Get you another house. <laughs> Not a bad deal. And what were you going to say before I before I started speaking? Do you remember? No, oh, no, man. It was just going back to that. I was just talking about the recession and everything that was coming, man. But yeah, it was just traveling. Oh, uh, just kind of like um, one good thing that, um, that I heard um, being talked about if there was a recession coming, and let's say you had a bunch of uh, let's say you had a bunch of uh, arbitrages, right? Uh-huh. And a recession hits, and you got people moving out, downsizing, right? Uh-huh. A guy made a good point. He goes, "If you start downsizing, therefore you can, you're now in a position where you can negotiate cheaper rent. You can go to your person that you have the arbitrages through, negotiate cheaper rent." After you negotiate the cheaper rent, you might be able to keep those user units at a cheaper cost and recoup by Airbnb in them. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I never thought about that, you know, especially when, like we said, we're in Dallas or Houston, you know, that might work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh. then if you have that that good uh, 
rapport with the property management company, you know, they give you a few more units. You keep building up that way. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, in business, you, you got to always renegotiate. I mean, just ask Zeke Elliott about renegotiations. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> they had yeah, him under contract for two more years, but he, hey, let's, do, let's renegotiate this a little bit. And yeah. He got paid. Yes, sir. He did. And that's, uh, we're talking about um, Cowboys running back um, Ezekiel Elliott. And, um, and uh, to you know, if, if y'all aren't Cowboys fans, what you know, you know, sorry for y'all, but <laughs> but but this is a quick a quick story that kind of relates to business a little bit. Well, it's definitely business because um, he's a superstar running back. He's one of the best in the league, if not the best. And he uh, he had two more years on a contract that he was getting underpaid. So he's like, you know, I'm not going to go to training camp for this season, and uh, I'm going to be in Cabo, you know, training <laughs> training in Cabo. He probably did train pretty good. But um, beautiful Cabo San Lucas. And while y'all are sweating it away over in training camp. And um, so call me whenever you got my money. <laughs> so he wanted to be the highest paid running back in the league. And lo and behold, the season's going to start in a few days. And they got the deal done. And he didn't have to do any training camp. And he's, now he's the highest paid running back in NFL history. And all because he knew what he was worth. He knew what cards he was holding. He knew what cards the owners were holding. And he played his hand. And he played it hard and strong. And he freaking won. You know, that's just a, it's kind of a lesson in life, you know. He did. He no, played you- it. He played it. Him and his, his agent, they played, they played it to the right owner. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Any other owner, like, you see they let Melvin Gordon walk. Who they got a better team in the Cowboys, the Chargers. Oh, damn. Like, you can walk. <laughs> but they have a better team than the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys. That was a good deal for Ezekiel Elliott, but the Cowboys about to suffer with that one. So. And I've heard, and I've heard it. You know, sorry, get, sorry, we're getting into sports a little bit, but I've heard it both ways. Because the main thing is, he goes, our whole offense is built around Zeke, and that makes sense. I mean, you saw how we struggled when he was out those six games. We didn't make the playoffs that year, and but he, so he knew his worth to the team and how much. I mean, he gets twenty five touches a game, and they build everything around him. So he knew, well, I'm just going to hold out until I get paid because I'm eventually going to get paid. They need me. That offense is built around that offensive line. If ain't no way you got a quarterback that's <clears throat> as limited as Dak Prescott, and you think that loud, it's because of Zeke? Nah, that's that offensive line. <laughs> Dak Prescott ain't that talented. Zeke's a hell of a running back. But if you put anybody, you put Todd Gurley behind Dallas's offensive line, go ahead and chalk him up for two K. <laughs> that's who's the value of that team. That offensive line. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a great running back, but I mean I just. Six years, that's the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. He's a cowboy for yeah, life. But, hey, I don't know. I, I, mean, I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. No, I ain't mad <laughs> at him at all. But I just, like, I'm like, man, if this dude get hurt, you're done, Jerry. Like, that's your that's your whole premise right there. You put your money on that. But it's interesting. It'll be let's, interesting. To see. Let's talk an actionable because I, I, need, I need help with this. And I, I think you're the man that could give me a little bit of advice. Airbnb's running smooth. And um, getting the you know getting the turnovers running smooth, guests you know following the rules to keep it on the download like, and um, one good thing, um, oh yeah, I, I, we'll t- we'll touch on the on the dropping the pin in a little bit, but one thing about um, one thing that I can't really find the most efficient way to do this, and, and you'll probably have an answer right off the bat, is how to handle trash day. I don't want I don't want my cleaners putting out the trash three days before trash day or the day after trash day kind of thing, and you know it just doesn't always fall whenever they clean to put the trash out front. 
Luckily, I, I kind of ha- um, helped with the situation a little bit. I, put, I got two more trash bins to put out back so I could at least have some, a place to put the trash while I can, one before, until I get a chance to go over there and put it out front. But how can I handle the trash situation? Oh, man, it's funny. We were just, you know, I was in Arkansas this weekend, and that's one thing that came up. Um, but really, honestly, what, what I do with trash, I tell, I leave a nice little message to the guest at the beginning of check-in. To, for them to take it out. And they usually take it out. We have one guest. Now, the only thing is if one guest doesn't take it out and it's full, it does mess it up because it, it takes a week to come back. But in the state of Arkansas, you can sit your trash out any day. And they they still going to run. But I know in the state of Texas, you can't just sit your trash out there. You can get fined for doing that. That was in the letter, too, the Arlington letter. Yes, sir, you can't sit your trash out. Uh, but what I do is I send a nice little message that pretty much tells them, I ask them nicely to take the trash out, and I'm actually trying to find it real quick. And it's just like a little snippet. It's just, hey, to help us keep a clean environment, the trash bin runs on Wednesday Wednesday mornings, so could you help us by sit the trash bins out on like a, oh, here it is, trash. Since we are not on site and we like to keep a clean environment, we would very much appreciate if you, you would be able to take the trash bin to the curb if you'll be staying on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Our garbage man runs on Wednesday morning. So we do ask that the guests take the trash bin to the curb on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning if there's garbage in the bins. Thank you very much for helping us keep a clean environment. That works. And that time. works for those days. But what about Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Sunday? What about those days? Do you still tell what them to take the trash? Like if, if guests leave on any of those other days, you know no, what I'm saying? You, listen to what I said. If you, if you will be staying on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, our garbage man one runs on Wednesday mornings. We ask you to take the trash out. Now, if they run, let's say they run on, let's say they run on Tuesday, Wednesday, it gets full. The guest doesn't take it out. The only way to really do it is to sit it on the curb earlier. Hope the next guest takes it out. What we, what, what my, I told my crew to do in Arkansas was, hey, if they don't do it, just sit it out at the next cleaning and they just sit it out let it sit boom then yeah. the guest will drag it back up to the house yeah that's a tough one in arlington because how does your where does your trash man run at well luckily, i know you have a it's two days a week it's on in, in arlington it's it's wednesdays and saturdays they run on saturdays yeah wednesdays and saturdays oh yeah you're in north you're in north yeah. so my question is this um hold on yours should be easy then You should be booked on the weekends. Well, that well, be- well most, most people leave on Sundays. So that's going to sit out Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Or- but you said they run on Saturday. Yeah, the trash comes by Saturday mornings. Yeah, so they take it to their Saturday morning or Friday night. You should, you're booked on your weekends. They should easily be able to do that. Who cares when they leave? That ain't none of your business. You just want them to take it to the curb. Well, that's the trash the thing, but I don't want it to sit out for a day or two, you know, a day or two or three days. It won't, right? They're going to come get it. I think Arlington just doesn't want the trash. Like, if you loaded with trash up to the top, it's just sitting on the curb. But if the guy comes and gets it, you just have the trash bin sitting there. They, ain't they don't care. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, okay. It's not a, it's not, they don't have a trash bin. They have a, we have a recycle bin. But I'm not asking my guests to separate recycling and separate trash and do all that stuff. Correct. But we have a... a, a a recycle bin, but I brought two. I bought two regular trash, you know, trash cans that I got at Walmart, ten bucks each, whatever. 
and I put and I lined them with with a trash bag, and so they put the trash bags in there, and that's fine. And I can I can actually handle a couple of guests if need be because I have those two and the recycle bin for them to put trash in. You know what I'm saying? So I, the thing is, I still have to go by there at least once a week to go put the trash out by the curb, and because um, if like I said, if the hold guests, on, hold on, are they taking trash bags to the curb? No, they're they're putting the trash bags in the in the in the trash bins I have out back. Okay, so you need tell me what you need done. I need it put out front before the trash man comes the night before. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want it to sit out so, there for two days. Okay, so tell them the night before exactly what I do. Tell them to take it out. They take it out. Trash guy picks it up. To take out other people's trash that were there before them. What? You're yeah, saying, even if it's there. Oh, no, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't feel comfortable asking them to take someone else's trash out. You're not telling them to do that. It's how you word it. You got to go on wording. I'm just telling you, hey, all you're doing is telling them if the trash bins are full and you're there on a Saturday morning, we just ask that you, to help us keep a clean environment, just take the trash to the curb. You know, you know... I, it's how you ask. It is how you ask, and I just had an idea, and I was like, "Well, shit, I could just say, Start a hey, company. I'll give you, I'll give you.' I, I did have that idea when we were talking because we went to the city hall things a few times. Of, you know, all the squawking and and the people bitching about Airbnb. And that was one of the main things because they just they put the trash out there for days, you know, before the trash man comes and just piles mm-hmm. of trash, and blah, blah, blah. that was one of the main complaints. And um, and so I I didn't want my house to become that. And so, but I, I was thinking, man, all you need is a, a pickup or a couple pickups and some some Mexican bros that I know, and I just pay them a little bit, you know, and that they'll be Airbnb trash pickup for these people. They'll take them to the dump because the dump they don't charge much, right? To go drop off a load, I don't That's think a good they charge. Question. I don't think they charge much, right? And I was just like, man, just get a couple pickups, be picking up all the doing all the Airbnb turnover trash, boom. You know, I'd be making some money. But you had you just gave me an idea, just brainstorming right now, which is why we should brainstorm more often, I think, on the episodes. And um but you saying asking the guests to take the trash out, even if it's the trash from the previous, you know, guests. I could say I could put it I should I'll I'll give them ten dollars off their stay or something like that if they do something man, like Steve, that. And Steve, you're always trying to give somebody some money, man. <laughs> just tell them to take the trash. <laughs> I don't even like touching the people's trash. I'm not going to ask my guests to touch someone else's trash, man. It's how you're asking. You're asking them that. I just ask them, hey, if the trash is full, take it out. If you're, you're putting that in their head, if you tell them, hey, I know this other people's trash. They don't give a damn about that. Just take the trash out. <laughs> yeah, man. Steve love giving people money, man. <laughs> That's the only way I could think of solving this. But... Uh, I don't mind going out there, but it does. It, I do use gas. Matter of fact, time to we're going to put there. my little message about trash in the show notes so people know. You can just politely tell us. I'm telling you, everything is in how you ask. Yeah, it's how you ask them. Yeah. If you, but if you sit there and like kind of put emphasis that yeah, other people's trash, then it looks kind of like oh hell, I ain't going to take it out no trash. <laughs> no, I would be too. But if you said it like that, I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. But or you know, it, most of the time, well. Also, another thing in your problem is most of your guests are going to come in on a Friday. Yeah. So, so there's no trash. Well, there might be trash. From the there's previous. a possibility there's trash and it's full. Right. right. Yeah, I'd, I'd really just tell them to just ask them to take it out. Yeah. Yeah, just ask them to take it out. 
I haven't had a problem, man. I only had one problem. Guess who didn't take it out, and then it got full, and now we have to sit it out early. But, yeah, just ask them to take it out. Okay, yeah. See, I'm just I'm really trying to bulletproof my Airbnb because it's, you know, I'm handling it on the underground. And we'll talk about the underground a little bit. And, um, and we talked about the um, before, you know, and theoretically. But but I'm actually taking, you know, took some steps, took some actions, and, and did and followed a little bit of that advice. And you know how you said that lady dropped the pin in the water? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I dropped a pin at a certain, like, um, business nearby. And we heard this advice from also from another um, a guy on one of those Facebook pages. And um, so, and people have been, there's only been like a, a two or three people that have asked, hey, you know, I looked up the address after you approve them and all that stuff. And of course, put it on strict so you won't get those poachers, you know, coming around trying to just book your place just to look at the address kind of thing and then canceling, you know, kind of like that. So put it on yeah. strict so they can't do that crap. And then, so anyways, people at, people have been asking me, hey, you know, I, you know, it's showing this business right here. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're close to that. We're down the road from that. Here's the thing. The city of Arlington and, um, and Airbnb are going through some issues right now. So in order to protect our, you know, protect our home, you know, the privacy and stuff, we, we do that. And then we'll send you the uh, actual address the day before the booking, which, you know, if you cancel the day before the booking, I still get all the money anyways. You know what I'm saying? So that, that would deter people from just trying to, to book your place just to see the address, just to report you, just to whatever, something like that. There is a hole in that system, and I just found it out. Uh-oh. Airbnb has an automatic... Let's say you book two months out, right? The only way to bulletproof that system is you have to have a cap on when they can book. Because there's a... The only way to do that is they can't book 14 days out. Because there is a cap. If you book 14 days out and you book the place... And it's on strict. You can cancel. You can cancel and get a full refund. Yeah, fourteen days. Yeah. Yeah, in fourteen days. That's what I don't. So, that's which? What, okay. You. I know you dropped a pin, but your pin. But did you type in your real address? No. You didn't type in, in the, your real I address. I typed in the address so, of that business. Okay. So, it's still a possibility that could work because Airbnb just started enforcing that because I just had my first cancellation where they cost me money because they book they booked and they canceled and i was like man but they canceled they 14 days out back. right yeah okay. but you know oh and it's automatic they don't stop it anymore you can't choose but i mean i don't know but if you have it hidden i don't think it would affect you so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out in the future because I, I didn't really like that whole thing i mean so far so good guests have been understanding you know they're getting a good deal they're getting a good place at a good price and you know it's fitting all their needs and it's, it's right down the road from that business and so um they're understanding and they um i tell them park around back you know i have the i have the fence that opens up and stuff i said park around back they've been doing that no street parking at all no trash out front yards kept clean and so i and and if they're going to hang out outside they're going to hang out in the big back big ass backyard i got so it's it's yeah. been it's been going pretty good man and um People really like the place, been getting good reviews and getting a shitload of views, views, and that leads to bookings, of course. And I think what, what really spiked my view, my viewership, my views on there, was I got professional photos taken. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and so um, a friend of mine on Facebook, um, shout out to, Sh- to Sarah, she, she does um, home staging. 
like professional home staging for like you know really high end houses, high end apartments. So she puts like she she does a badass job. Looks like you know HGTV stuff, you know high end. Okay. You know she does she she makes a lot of money doing it. And so, anyways, she I, I noticed I was like you know you do some you do really awesome work. Do you you're also a photographer? You take pictures of your work? She goes, oh no, my friend Desiree, she's my photographer. She she does all my pictures. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I was looking for, I was trying to look for a professional photographer. She goes, yeah, I hit her up. So I hit her up. You know, we talked about the square footage and all that. And she said, okay, you know, um, for that, for that square footage, I, I can do it for 120 bucks. And I was like, shit, that's like a one night stay. Hell yeah. And I saw her portfolio. She does, I mean, she does MLS picks, MLS quality. I almost thought you, you know. said one night stand. Go ahead. <laughs> for 120 bucks. <laughs> That's inflation right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah go ahead, my man. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I um, I was like, that's that's a good deal. I saw her, I saw her work, and she does really, you know, really great job. And so I went ahead and, and booked this for the photo session. And and she even she had she said, you know, um, there's nothing on your walls. I have some old old you know furniture paintings. If you want them, I don't even need them. I was like, yeah, sure. So she put some of those up on the wall, or I you know I put them up. And she moved around some. She she found some throw pillows I had, made it all look fancy and shit. And she had some of these, you know, I had some of these fancier plates. She put them on the shelves. Made. I mean, she did it like HGTV style, you know. I was like, wow, my house looks great, you know. Put some bowls and pots over here. Set up, you know. Told me to get some baskets so I can, so she could put the um, the stuff in baskets like that's that's on your counters because. Because guests, they, they, they need counter space. Especially you're going to advertise for a house for families. They want to see in the pictures, like, a lot of counter space. And so I had, you know, I had a little bit cluttered, but I just had all the necessities out. She goes, put it all in, like, in a little basket. Keep it all nice and organized. And it just it just makes so much more space. And so I did all these little tips. And she took these amazing pictures. Like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, it looks like a looks like a MLS ready, you know, like a high end house and people I mean my my ratings I mean my views just shot through the roof and bookings I've been getting booked like crazy and and people love yeah. the house, dude. It's just I mean the it, photos are very important. I think they're oh, like they're yes, really important. Oh, have you fixed your weekend problem? Steve was <sighs> having a problem with people sniping his weekend. <laughs> I, I I called it. I called this theory because what happened? I threw my I threw my listing up there on on Airbnb, you know, and I didn't put it on Price Labs yet. I didn't do all this stuff, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 my September just get started. Sni- all, they sniped all my weekends, and it looked like it looked like I called it the the rib cage carcass effect because it looks like you ever watch nature shows where the lions eat all the stuff out in the middle, and all you see yeah. is the rib cage poking out. That's what it looked like on the Airbnb calendar. You just saw like Friday over here, or Friday, Saturday over here, Sunday over here, you know, all the way down. And nothing in the middle was, the lions didn't eat nothing in the middle. or <laughs> All yeah. that was left, or they ate everything in the middle. All that was left was weekends. But they, they sniped. They booked all my weekends in September. I was like, man, this is terrible. And so um, I, I managed to get a few more. I filled up the rib cage a little. I filled up the inside a little bit with a few more bookings. and um, And then I went out. And I and I and I did what you said. I used Price Labs. I made it like minimum four days. If it's like forty days out or whatever it was, I can minimum four day stays. And actually, I've gotten those. And so they're already filling up more um, more fully than my September that got just freaking gutted, dude. <laughs> it happens, man. Tell me, yeah, you gotta you gotta set. That's why I love Price Labs. You can set that up because yeah, that'll that'll kill you. People sit there and snipe those weekends. 
Shit, yeah. And um, the good thing is, uh, September is shaping. It, it turned into a $3,000 a month, which is good, which is good. And I told you, I texted you, I was like, man, this house is in a great location, big house, really nice. I was like, I want to get, you know, my, my goal was to get to $3,000. i am already there. I was like, I'd like to, I mean, I'd love to have 4000 but should I just aim at 5000 and see what happens? And how would I get to that $5,000 mark? What could I do to get there? You're asking me? I'm asking you. How, how get do there? I get to a $5,000 Yeah. Man, just improve your experience. Improve it every time. Just improve your experience. Pay close attention to your, to your reviews. If they say something's out of line, even if they give you a five-star, if they say voice any concerns, Take it in as positive feedback. See if you see what you can do to fix it. You can't fix everything, but fix most of it. Um, s- small little touches, man. That's just what it is. Pay attention to your feedback. You can get up to five thousand dollars a month. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, one thing that crossed my mind, and I've never even had one for myself, like a, a killer patio. And I have a big patio out back. And I was mm-hmm. wondering if I could, I should invest in like high end patio furniture. And I say high end. I don't say new. It don't have to be new, but like higher end, on, even on the Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something, because I'm, I'm sure people sell that crap all the time. Or unless you have an inn where I can get some really nice outdoor furniture. Outdoor furniture? Yeah, I don't really have it. Facebook Marketplace. That's all I would say on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's little, the only. That's the big one. It's been slim on there, but I mean, and then the the winters. They say winters coming. Not in Texas. Not till freaking. <laughs> November, right, or December, yeah. uh, it starts getting cold. But I, yeah, but I'm, I'm already picturing I could paint a little scene. You know, have some nice furniture out there, have the fire pit right there. I think just people will be like, "Wow, that's a cool, that's a cool spot." I want to stay there. You know, maybe I can start bumping up my prices now that I'm getting better, higher review. Yeah. You know, good reviews, great reviews, and um, you should yeah, possibly man. put a fire pit back there. I have one of those those caged ones. You know, those like um, it's like a little bitty. Ones you buy at whatever um, academy, and it's like a metal one, and you just and it opens up, has like a yeah cage, and you put the the wood in there, and I have one of those. That would so work. I, I'm gonna set that there and put some nice chairs and stuff. Take some, of course, get some pro picks of that, and just um, yeah, paint the. People like to look at Airbnbs and like and they picture themselves in there, you know, paint the story. You know, if I see one with the balcony. With you know overlooking the beach and stuff, I'm like, man, I could already picture myself just chilling on that balcony with my coffee in the morning, you know, in the evenings, just watching the you know, sun go down. I could just, I'm already painting the story for myself, and I think people uh, will do the same right there on the at the Airbnb. Oh, those are nice. That's some really nice patio furniture. That's better than the crap I got at Walmart. And so they picture themselves lounging on that patio furniture and just um, with the got the fire you know fire pit going and yeah and just having some drinks with their friends it just you know you, you want to tell the story for the people yeah yeah man i mean just like small step touches like that you keep doing that you keep getting those increase in bookings getting increase putting be able to increase uh, your price per night you know stuff like that just got to continue on you know uh, but what I, one thing i was really looking at like to really really make a lot of money off of one listing it's kind of going the Peter Bayhu route. Those kind of those exotic type homes, the tree houses, the dirt. The girl who does the dirt house in Oregon, man, they're making like three hundred dollars a night, booked at a hundred percent. That's that's where the money is, man. Like if you really want to make money on Airbnb, you have to make a themed house. It has to be a themed house. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Like if, to make 
like if you want five properties on Airbnb and you want to just retire off those five, you need like one of those themed houses where you're making like three hundred dollars a night. It's kind of that ninety-five percent occupancy. Kind of like the Al Williamson advice, right? Why get ten or twenty houses when you can do you can make the same yeah. in only like five houses, but just maximize, maximize what you have. Maximize what you have. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's been a good app. What do you think? No, sir. We have our main topic Uh-oh. to talk about tonight. Uh oh, man, the main topic. The uh, if you guys are in the Facebook on Facebook, you may know who she is. A lady was arrested for trying to fake a home invasion in order in order to evict her tenants in her San Francisco home. Man. <laughs> that went all the way bad, man. She faked a home invasion. Uh, if you guys don't know who she is, I, I don't want to call on nobody's name on here, but she, I mean, if you Google it's, it's it. It's national news. I mean, I don't know yeah, what you're protecting. It was, uh, what was her name? Renew Sa. That's like her name on Facebook. Like everybody's like she's in all the Facebook groups and she just she I had heard about it, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. I heard what she was talking about. She had some she had some guests in there. They were staying under 30 days and they uh, ended up squatting on her. Of course, it's in California. Friendly squatter laws. They squatted on her. And I don't know how long they were in there, but she ended up uh, she faked a home invasion in order to get them out. And uh, They called the cops. They shut the lights off on them. And start kicking down the door, yelling, and they got the cops called. And man, she went to jail. Man, it's all bad. So you you don't don't do that. By the don't way, do don't do that. Yeah, I know. Micah's BS about sending sending homeboy out to go get these <laughs> get these fools out of his house, but I don't think he'd actually do it. Hope not. <laughs> Depends man. on the demographic of the property. But go ahead. <laughs> um. So you you've seen this lady from the Facebook groups. Oh yeah, I've seen her. I've seen her. And she and she, did she put her problem out there on the Facebook groups before this yeah, happened? Yeah, she put it out there. She put she, it out there. I've seen it before. I just didn't pay attention to it, oh, and wow. I didn't know she was about to take this action. And you know what? What um, when I, I read the article, it said something about they met through the Facebook app, but she wanted to handle business out. They did an agreement outside the app. That's what they said in the article. Yeah, they, she messed up with that one. That's her fault. Yeah, and then they because I mean, at least Facebook would only let them stay a certain amount, and then she could have got them out, right? But she probably did something outside. She wanted to save a few bucks and um, keep all the money, and so they she let them in there, and they did a little agreement themselves, and then boom, all of a sudden you got long term tenants, baby. It's a different deal. Oh, see if that's what's happening. Yeah, that's on her then. Yeah, that's on her. Because I don't know what kind of contract she sh- she signed with them or whatever agreement they said. Oh, we'll just be here a few weeks. Here's the money, and then they just stayed. And if she didn't have a lease and all that stuff, I mean, yeah, she was in a tough spot. Oh, yeah, she might have messed that up herself all the you, way back. Because you've handled outside of the app before, but you always sign them into a, a long-term lease, right? Or you sign yeah, them into That's a not lease. really handling outside the app. That's just technically putting you on a lease. That's just me leasing your my place to you. Right, right. You know what, I mean? what she did was that's going, especially if she didn't lease it to him. Like, I don't know what she was doing. But, I mean, and it's not, it, it's, it's really not her. It's just a matter of, it, it's really... It's really just not knowing. That's all it is. It's not knowing. That's all it is. It's, you know, some stuff you just don't know. You trust people. You know, people take advantage of good people, and they say, "I hate to see you in this situation." You know. So what this article also also fails to mention, 
So now that they threw her butt and her family that helped her do this fake home invasion thing, they threw their asses in jail, right? Yeah. So these people, <laughs> these people that were squatting there, now are they just staying there in the house for totally scot-free and then they don't have no well, one to pay rent to because her ass is in jail? Stay, they've been paying scot-free. They've been staying scot-free. It's just now they ain't got nobody to worry about knocking on the door. <laughs> I mean, but, but this is my thing, though. If, if she's in jail, it's her property. Yeah. And she can't pay the lights, water, gas, whatever. Uh-huh. That's going to get shut off, right? Oh, well, never mind. They really could just put it in their name, I guess. No. I don't know how that works with squatters. I know it's illegal for you to shut the stuff off on them, though. That's what I heard. I, I, yeah, I know that, too. I heard a bunch of people were talking about that. That's insane. Yeah, California, man. They, they're very yeah. um, <laughs> renter-friendly over there. So if you're going to go yeah, do some wrote, squatting, go squat in Cali. I wrote in the show notes, don't buy a house in Cali. <laughs> don't Airbnb in Cali. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. It's sad stuff. I hate to hear that for, but, yeah, it's SOV. I don't know how much her criminal charges is going to be and all that. Oh, but. damn. Yeah. I mean, that's a... Uh... Because she had weapons, right? They had knives and shit. I mean, it's like you're threatening people's I'm not lives. Sure. It said we'll knives. The, it said I'm gonna knives. put the link. I'm gonna put the link to it on the uh, show notes and the YouTube and the uh, my art, my LinkedIn article and all that stuff. I'll, I'll link you guys to it. To like, I'll let you guys read the stories for the people that haven't heard about it. But yeah, she 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 went straight gangster on them, man. I I, I wouldn't be planning no home invasions. <laughs> That's next level, man. You, I don't have the intestinal fortitude for that one take a home invasion yeah you next level gangster with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i don't know but yeah well wish to hope the best for her hope the best of the whole situation man she might lose everything because of this that's crazy man for real that's true but you've been reading any books lately man books Oh, yeah. I'm always reading a book. I'm always reading a book. I'm reading two books right now. I'm always, I'm st- I still haven't finished. Um, I'm at the end of a uh, cash flow quadrant. Man, that's a damn good book. Yeah. Yeah, that's my main one. I'm reading. You're all about actionables. How? What actionables did you put in place when you read that book? Oh man, just <clears throat> it's really that book's about actionables, but that book's about taking a look inside and seeing where you're most comfortable. Looking at you, he goes into spirit, money, uh, finances, all that. He goes deep into it, man. And uh, yeah, and it's just really about soul searching, searching and finding yourself. Like, are you a B, a I, S? You know, you self-employed. You know, or you, where are you most comfortable? So, hmm. yeah, I need to check it out. I need yeah, to check it out. But yeah, right now I'm just focusing all my time mainly on just uh, trying to get this house built. That's my main focus, and after that, I'll start looking at more more investments. Did you already find a spot? Um, I'm I'm looking for a lot. I found two. I found two lots, but I'm still looking for lots, and I have to get the survey to the builder, see if he can approve it, and then we go from there. Oh, okay. My, the problem, and maybe some of the listeners can help, the problem I'm facing is I can buy a lot, and it's going to be in a neighborhood. I've already made sure the neighborhood's no HOA. But the problem is, it's the, the house that I want built, the floor plan, it's one of those houses where that, there's an alleyway behind the house where the driveway is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to get it built in a regular neighborhood unless they flipped it to where the driveway was in front, but it would look kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything yeah, about so that. that that's my, I that's just my know my, my, 
my buddy um, JB from work, the one that you know he was doing that cable thing back in the day. I told you that it'd get all yeah. the channels for whatever thirty bucks. And um, well, he his wife was wanting to build their own design and build their own home out in Cedar Hill. That's what I'm looking at land too, Cedar Hill. Yeah, and they actually they already had all the plans to do it and all this stuff. They bought the plot and they started I mean, but man, it's it became a big huge ordeal because they were yeah. trying to do things how they wanted to do it and they had to like submit all these per you know, for these permits and this and that. Had to get the surveyors out there, had to you know, he have to have a certain distance from the front and you have to have certain th- I mean, it was just such a headache. They were at it for like Six months trying to do this, they just said screw it. They got they got so fed up they didn't they didn't end up going through with it, you know. Yeah, but you gotta, I mean, you gotta have the if you gotta have the paper for it. Yeah, if they would have just done the cookie cutter like all the other houses looked, then they wouldn't have had a problem. But she wanted to build her her own idea kind of thing. Oh, that, that's what yeah. See, did. I'm I'm building the floor plan that's already built. Okay, I went to the builders that built the house. They already have the it's already their blueprint. They just gonna build it for me where I want it. That's okay. the easy way. Yeah, that that way. Sh- Restful man, trying to pick out everything you want in it, the marble, how you want this set up. Like, nah, I found your floor plan. This is the floor plan I want. Built this. Yeah, and just kept adding up more and more money, and it was just, it was. Yeah. They just, they just gave up. <laughs> yeah. They just gave up, and For they real. went and bought an already re- existing house instead. You know, yeah. it's always because it's crazy though. They said you save money when you build your own house. They say that, yeah. Especially, especially if you, especially if you buy the land. That's the biggest caveat if you had to buy the land. Right, right. Yeah. Huh, interesting, man. Interesting. Yeah. Real quick, um, one thing I have I've I've told you I have a problem with is uh, organ organization, and that's mm-hmm. that's just a big tough thing with my mind that's scattered brain. I got all kinds of crap going on, but I just um, I, I've been wanting to read this book for a while. I got it right here sitting here. Can you see it? Yeah, David Allen getting things done: the art of stress-free productivity. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard people mention it, and I've heard it. Um, he actually was on the Bigger Pockets podcast way early on. You know, what I'm saying, like in mm-hmm. the before he even got to 100, I think. But I, I heard this guy. Wow, this guy. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. You know, and and the main thing is just um, just just um, he, he's saying okay. One thing he says is our brain is great for ideas, but it sucks at holding them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so you, you just get all these great ideas going on in your brain. You don't write them down. You don't do. You don't have your processes in place to to actually turn them into something. <laughs> and that's his main thing. All and, ideas uh, and actionables, man. You got to write it down. I said it before. If you're driving and listen to a podcast, write that shit down. I don't care if you've got to pull over. <laughs> write it down. Uh, okay. Yeah. By the way, those of, those of you that are watching the YouTube, I just held up a whole page of stuff that i have actionables and stuff and steve started laughing that whole notebook he has a whole notebook notebook, okay and but he would take it to the next step further because people he he does say that people do write things down whatever but he he'll have it where he calls it your inbox not like an email inbox but actual physical inbox that you have on your desk you might even already have that too but okay you got all these things you got these you, you narrow it down to these great ideas you want or things you need to do, or whatever, and you and you start putting them in this inbox, and it's just he goes, it could take an hour, take six hours. He, he works with a lot of executives, CEOs, and shit. He goes, we could just sit there and everything that's in their brain that they're wanting to do, or they're stressing them, or this or that, 
we we just fill up that inbox with all that stuff because then the next step is to like weed it out what's going what can you do now what can you do later what can you to put on the back burners it just he has all the you know these processes in place to actually get these things moving and get you doing stuff with them you know what i'm saying so i mean yeah writing stuff down that's the first step but then what's what are you going to do with all that notebook full of stuff you know yeah got to take action on it see Colin Coward said it your best man he said those that are self-motivated are always the greatest ones. Because if you need uh, if you need Tony Robbins, yeah, you're gonna be great around Tony Robbins. But when Tony Robbins ain't there, you're gonna be right on that couch eating pizza. Got to be self-motivated. So when you got that list, if you self-motivated, it's gonna go for itself. Done dizzle. Yeah, man. It's just about being self-motivated. You just gotta self-motivate yourself. You gotta look at one way I do it that helps me be self-motivated. I look at the end picture. I look at the end picture. Visualization. Yeah, once I visualize and I know the end picture, I can start. I can start chipping away at it. Start chipping away, chipping away. So you already see that house built and all badass and shit. I already got it built. I already (laughs) got it built. I already have a tenant back there. I'm already sitting on my couch watching football, not paying my mortgage. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah, you you have to have that because you have to have some. Some people like the. I like the process too. If one good thing about it is, if you like the process of the grind. You'll always you'll be straight every time. You love like the process of the grind. Most people like the end point, the celebration. But me, once I know I'm sitting there watching football, I got to go to the next thing. It's just my personality. Hmm. Yeah. I keep moving. Yeah, you you got to like the grind. Once you like the grind, that's 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 really what it is. The power. If you like the struggle, the grind, you know. Now, is your ultimate goal still to move to Ghana and chill, or? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, get up out of here, man. Hopefully. But I'm not really focusing on retirement anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. When I was off work those seven months, I really, I really realized, man, retirement's overrated. Even when you retire, you're going to want to do something. And what I've noticed, like, my parents are retired, right? My mom, my dad. Their biggest enjoy is managing the Airbnb. That's wow. their biggest enjoyment of life. Like, they, <laughs> they just came from a cruise, I think, not too long ago. But they... They enjoy managing the Airbnb because there's only so many places you can travel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's only so many places you can travel, only so many places you can go. So So they manage your Airbnb in Arlington. I'm, I'm sorry, Ar- Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's oh. one thing they love doing. You know, they've even taught my niece how to do it. My aunt does. My aunt mo- mostly does it because she, like, she, um, she knows the whole process of turning over a place because she was a manager of a embassy suites for, for a long time. And she knows Sweet. how to fold the bit. Oh, Here's a cleaning tip. I'm going to leave y'all with this cleaning tip. The two best cleaners. The cleaner that has hotel experience, but the next one is a cleaner that was in the military because the, clean, the military people get learn how to tuck the beds and fold them real nice. Those are some, really some good cleaners too. Hmm. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. And so. um, I told you... Uh, I didn't talk, say it on this show, but I was telling you about my cleaner that she, uh, when, I, when I was blown away, the first cleaning she did, how clean the house was, and even on the beds, she rolled up two towels, you know, one in front and behind the other towel, and she put two bottles of water in front of each of the towels. Just a little touch like that, and I was like, wow, that's really freaking cool. And my buddy was like, oh, she must have been in the hotel industry, because they do that in the, in the hotel industry. You know, yeah. do a little touch like that on the bed. I was like, oh, damn, I got me a hotel cleaner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, man. Those are the best ones. And so, um, 
It's really cool, man. It's been a good show. I think so. We talked about some yeah. stuff. We're going to be things. back for episode 99 and 100. Man, at 100, we'll do something big for y'all. But, um, yeah, it's been a good show. Y'all holler at us at liveletthrive at gmail.com. Follow us on IG. Um, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Like, I've really been on there a lot, and I'm always sharing articles. I'm actually putting our – I put a lot of our videos on there, too. So mm-hmm. check us out on LinkedIn. Check us out on uh, IG, Facebook, Instagram, all that Stitcher, stuff. Stitcher, everything, uh, yeah. SoundCloud, all that. Yeah, SoundCloud, everything. yeah. You'll find us Wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, yeah, YouTube. Go subscribe to us on YouTube for the ones that like to listen to the YouTube version. Click the subscribe button below. <laughs> well, all right, man. We'll see you on episode 99. 99. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.